0: All right, so I'm going to put, I'm going to put 10 names up on the, the screen here. I'm going to have 10 names put up there. If you know who these people are, I will take you and your family to graders, okay? You have a few seconds. No looking at your phones, okay? If you know who they are, just yell out if you know who they are. They're in the Bible. In the Bible. This is very true. <laughs> that is not worth graders, okay? Let's just be honest, right? They are in the Bible. This is very true. Huh? Yeah, but Old Testament, okay, yeah, but that, but who are they? I don't want to lose my graders, so. What's that? No? Nope. Alright, it's done. Now, <laughs> I gave you your chance because people start looking at their phones, looking up them. who are these guys? I want some graders. Alright, now, honestly, if I were sitting in your seat and someone put those names up, I think I would be stumped. Okay? I would. I think I'd be stumped because I really focused on the two names in this group that are not on this list. Caleb and Joshua. Now, right. So if I say the Caleb and Joshua, there's 10 names up there. Caleb and Joshua add two more. So there's 12. So who do you think they are now? Right. Right. Exactly. The spies. Right. There were the spies. Those are the 10 spies. There were 12 spies that were sent out. Exactly right. So this morning I want to do is I want to tell a familiar story. With a little different perspective, if you've known me throughout the years, all right, you know that I absolutely love Caleb and Joshua. Love them. Love them. Love the story. Love their passion. So I want to tell this story, though, from a little different perspective, because our lives, as I was thinking through it, this, this whole series. This is one of the sermons I wanted to talk about. Our lives are filled with voices, OK, fill with voices, family and friends, TV and the radio, media, things that you things that you read, your favorite, uh, your favorite music, all those things. These are all voices. It goes on and on and on. These are all voices that are constantly speaking to you. But what if the question is, what if you follow the wrong voice? This is extremely important. OK. What if you follow the wrong voice in Deuteronomy chapter one, verses 20 through 23? Moses basically says that the sending out of the twelve spies was not God's idea. It was the idea of the people was the idea of the people. So in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, he says this. Then all of you came to me and said, let us send them ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we will come to. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. These 10 spies that I laid up out there, those those 10 spies, honestly, they're easy for us to forget. None of you knew, basically, if I if I laid them out and gave you some context, if I put it in context, if I had context, I would know who they are. You would know who they are. But out of context, we they're so easy to forget. But their behavior and their thoughts and the impact that it had on so many, we're still talking about these ten guys whose names we don't remember, right? But we're still talking about them thousands of years later. And the impact that they had was unbelievable, unbelievable. Verses 26 and 28 continues. This is what he says. Moses says, but you were, but you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Listen to this. Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They said the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large and the walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. So the people, they listened. They listened to the voices of these ten. They listened to the voices of these critics. And it it changed their lives forever. Their lives were changed Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, came out, ended up being great men and and incredible dynamic leaders for the people of Israel. They're remembered. Their names are remembered. We know, if I say Caleb and Joshua, most of you know the story. You know who they are. But the other ten, though we don't remember their names, we remember their deeds, we remember their attitudes, we remember their thoughts because they express their thoughts. So I want to begin with the lessons that we can learn from the ten spies. What are some lessons that we can learn from these ten spies? If you recall, let me give you a little background. The children of Israel are encamped in the wilderness of Haran when they were sent out, okay, when the the twelve were sent out. So they're encamped in the in the desert or the wilderness of Paran after 40 days, after 40 days of being in, um, you know, uh, in, the, in, the, in the, the land, the promised land. So they get sent out. They go to the land. After 40 days, they come back. They come back and they come back with a glowing report of the land is filled with milk and honey. Even the ten spies would agree to that, right? The other ten. The land flows with milk and honey. So God is telling the truth. Everything that God did and everything that God has said so far is all true. We went there. We explored the land. We got to the massive grapes, you have milk and honey. It's incredible. But that's not all they thought. And that's not all that they said. That's not all they said. In Numbers 13, 31 through 33, it says, But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread, listen, they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. Remember that word, devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. See, this is the report they bring back. Everything God said was true, but... Let us share now our thoughts. Let us voice our opinions on what we should do. Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, had a different attitude. They had a completely different spirit, a completely different spirit. In Numbers 1330, it tells us, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. God said it. Everything he said was true, his voice we heard his voice. God told us, God showed himself let 's go take possession of the land. We can certainly do it, but the voices of the majority end up prevailing, right, and the Israelites wander in the desert for forty years until that generation is gone they 're dead. they listen to the they listened to the voices. Of the ten, they listen to the voices of the majority. They listen to the voices of the people around them, telling them what they should think and how they should feel and what they should agree to and what they shouldn't agree to. I'm sure there was there was was intimidation going on just by how many. Oh, well, there's twelve of them and ten of them are saying this and two of them are saying that. So who should we follow? So then, what can we learn again from these from these twelve spies? What can we learn from the ten? First, OK, they they doubted God. And so they doubted themselves. They doubted themselves. They doubted God, so they doubted themselves. In Numbers thirteen thirty three, we we see that the, the, the 10 spies felt like they were grasshoppers in the eyes of these giants. That's how they felt. That's that was their attitudes. We're, we're like grasshoppers in our own in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. So in their own eyes, they felt like grasshoppers. They, they, they doubted themselves starting out with doubting God, but then they start to doubt themselves. And that's what happens when we begin to go down this track of doubting. We doubt God. Then we begin to doubt ourselves because if we doubt God, then what has God truly called me to do? I'm not really sure. What is my purpose? I'm not really sure. So they started to doubt themselves. They focused on the obstacles not on the power of God. They started focusing on all the negative things, all the obstacles, instead of focusing on what God had called them to do. And not only that, but on the power of their God. The same thing happened. You see, you see the same type of thing happening in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 10. You know, they're, they're, they're rebuilding the wall, right? And this is what you read. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out. And there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Read that. Go back and read that story. They're listening to the voices of the enemy first. They're building a the wall. They begin to listen to the wrong voices, the voices of the enemy. And when they listen to the voice of the enemy, it stops. Everything just, they're stopped in their tracks. And why do they go back and continue to rebuild the wall? Because they start to listen to the voices of truth. And when you listen to the voice of truth, you know what God has put in your heart. And then the voices of truth keep coming into your life. And then you continue to move forward. They listen to the voices of, when they listen to the voice of the enemy, doubt brings fear. Fear follows doubt. And fear can paralyze us from fulfilling our purpose. You start with doubting God, then you start doubting yourself, and then fear follows doubt. And man, when that fear starts to come in, we talked about it last week too, about fear and worry and anxiety. When that fear starts to come in, it affects your life. In Numbers 14, 9, it reminds us, only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid. It says it over and over again. Do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. The ten spies... The, 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 the people in that, that, that land devours those who go into it. Wait a second. That's not what, that's not what the, the voice of truth says. And do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. Don't be afraid. It says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because fear and doubt cripple faith and purpose. Fear and doubt will always try to cripple faith and purpose. And that's what the 10 had. Those voices of fear, the voices of doubt begin to cripple your faith. Begin to cripple your purpose And then what happens, fear, pessimism and negativity follow fear. So you have doubting God and you have doubting yourself and then you have fear and then fear after pessimism and negativity begin to follow fear because you're you're pessimistic and you're negative because you're you're basically trying to justify Your inability to move forward, you can't move forward. You're kind of staying in there and it's fear, but you don't want to call it fear. You don't want to admit you're afraid. You don't want to admit that. And so what you do is you become pessimistic and negative and you say things like, oh, that'll never happen. Why would we end up doing this or that or going here or there? And that's never going to happen. And so you bring bring that in. What if? And you start saying things like, what if this and what if that and what if the other thing? And it's not you're asking the questions so we can move forward. You're asking the questions because of your own fear. And you don't What you when I'm going to tell you something here. Here's the reality. Fear and pessimism and misery love company. OK, if someone is afraid and doesn't want to move forward and fulfill what God has called them to do, if they're lacking in faith. Fear and pessimism and misery love company. And so what the ten spies did was they, 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 they put that on the people, okay? They, they made the people feel intimidated. They became intimidated and they turned the people against God. Because why? Because if you don't want to move forward, if you don't want to move forward, you love company. You don't, If you have a lack of faith in your life, you want people around you. So you feel better about your decision not to go anywhere, not to do anything, not to jump when God says jump. You don't say how high. You just keep your feet on the ground. But as long as you've got plenty of people in your, in your world keeping their feet on the ground, you feel better about yourself. See, the majority of us are saying this. So how can they be right? usually in the Bible, the majority are wrong. Almost every time when you get the majority of people saying something, it leads to catastrophe, if you will. In Numbers 14, 1 and 2, it says that night. So you have this, the pessimism, the fear and the negativity. Misery breeds, loves company. And so they intimidate the people and the people turn against God. And it says this, that night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, if only we would have died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Are you kidding me? Think about that. Think about all they've been through. Think about what God has done in their lives. And that's so why it's like only we would have died in Egypt during in this desert, in this wilderness. See, negativity leads to unbelief. Negative, negative feeding. Listen to those voices of negativity. It leads to unbelief. Hebrews 3, 17 through 19, it says this. And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned? Those whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Doubt ultimately leads to unbelief. Okay, you get the fear, the negativity, the pessimism, all of this draining down, it leads to unbelief. You see, you can see how dangerous, you can see how incredibly dangerous a a, a negative voice can be. You can see how incredibly, incredibly dangerous a voice of doubt, the voices of doubt, can be. It, 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 It caused them to question their ability to go and take possession of the land. This is extraordinary. Not surprising, okay, because we all know how negativity, how negative voices, how people can discourage us. Even from childhood, that teacher, oh, you know, you're, you're never going to amount to anything or whatever else. And that it, it clings to you. Those negative, that negative voice will cling to you. And so the negativity led to unbelief. And they literally, they, they questioned themselves and they started to doubt and it led them to question whether they had the ability to go in and take position, possession of the land that God had promised to them. Think about it. These, these people had already seen God's power in so many different ways. In the ten plagues in Egypt, right? And then in the pillar of fire and then walking through the Red Sea and the manna and all these things. These people should have been all fired up and ready to go and do whatever God called them to do. Because they would already seen God work in the past. They've seen God do so many miraculous things. Think about the power of the voice, okay, of negative messages. They've seen all of these things. And, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, the Israelites, who should have trusted God completely, grabbed a sword and charged the mountain kind of thing, are sitting back going, you know what, man... We should just be, why don't we just die there? Or Maybe just die here. This is a negative, negative discouragement takes its toll on you. And I used to think, oh, man, what's wrong with these people? God does all these things for them. That were me. I used to say, I used to, say to myself, that were, if that were me. If that were me, if that were me, I would never act that way. If i I'd ever seen God do this, I'd be hard. As you get older, you realize, you know what? Okay, that sounds great. If that were me, if that were me. But how many times have, have we seen God how many, you and I, okay, how many times have we seen God provide provide for us only to allow our unbelief to creep in when we face un, uh, the, the next struggle in our lives? God does this incredible thing in my life, and I'm like, yes, and he does this incredible thing five years ago and three years ago and two years ago and two months ago and a month ago. And the fir- next thing I face that I can't seem to overcome, all of a sudden, it's like all bets are off, right? And we start to question god and we start to the lack of belief starts to set our lack of faith and we do the same thing all the time we do the same thing so i you know i don't i don't criticize as much as i did when i was younger because i see this in my own life i see this in the lives of the people around me because unbelief here's what happens you go down this process, and unbelief, what unbelief turns into is rebellion. It turns into rebellion. Numbers 14, 3 and 4 says this. Why is the Lord, listen to this, why is the Lord bringing us to this land, only to let us fall by the sword? Okay? Oh, the people there, they're so much bigger, they're so much taller, they're so much stronger. We're like grasshoppers. Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And then they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back. To Egypt. They are on the threshold of the promised land, and instead, they listen to negative voices, they listen to the wrong voices, and the wrong voices get them to be thinking, we should go back to Egypt. We should go back into slavery. A life of slavery. They're literally talking about getting a leader going back where they came from and saying, here we are, we want to be slaves once again. You think The power of listening to the wrong voices is not going to affect you. You're making a terrible mistake. Every single one of us in this room need to understand the power of the wrong voices in our lives, in our children's lives, what we let our children watch, what we watch ourselves, the music that we listen to. We need to critically evaluate everything that goes into our minds because negative voices, because the wrong voices can have a profound impact on every single one of our lives. Every single one. How often, guys, do we settle for the crumbs off the table when we should be thinking about eating at the banquet table? We, we, uh, we, 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 we get crumbs off the table and it's almost like, oh, well, that's acceptable. That's OK. Instead of realizing who we are, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are a royal priests of a holy nation of people belonging to God. And we want to eat the crumbs off the table. We want to go back to Egypt when things get tough. We want to go back into slavery. Instead of saying, wait a second. See, we, 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 let, we let fear be our master. I'm no longer. What does that song say? I am no longer a slave to fear. I am what? I am a child of God. I am a child of God. But we allow fear, right? We allow fear to dominate our lives when we are children of the Most High. When we should be expecting to eat at the banquet table, not eating crumbs off the ground. Finally, rebellion leads to discipline. Numbers fourteen twenty-six through 32 the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will these wicked, this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I have heard you say. In this wilderness, your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who has been counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore to uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunah, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said will be taken as plunder, I will bring them into, to enjoy the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. I will give you, this is a warning to all of us. You do this long enough, God will confirm What you're saying You live that kind of life long enough and god says you know what enough I am the king of kings and lord of lords. You are my children. I offer you so much I want you to fulfill everything I call you to but if we continue to listen to the wrong voices in our lives after a while, I don't know when it is, I, I have no clue, but sometimes, I'm going to tell you, and you look, at, you look at Exodus, it says, And Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then it says, And God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And people say, How could God do that? How could God harden Pharaoh's heart? Mm, why don't you read the first few chapters before that, where it says, Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. God confirmed Pharaoh's own decision. We don't want to have God confirming the decision of the negative things in our lives. And so they fall, they all fell, that whole generation. But I'm going to tell you something. It didn't take 40 years for those spies, those 10 thighs to go down. They were destroyed immediately. And you know why I think they were destroyed immediately, Jeff Greer's opinion? Because I really believe that God does not like whatsoever. Those voices, those lying voices speaking to the lives of his people and leading them astray. What do he say about uh, taking, leading a little one astray? It's better for you to have what? A mill, right? It's tied around your neck and thrown into the deepest ocean, right? Then lead a little one astray. God doesn't like it. Those ten spies, they didn't, they didn't wander around for 40 years. They were, they were taken immediately, destroyed immediately. So let's look really quickly at the attitude and actions of Caleb and Joshua, as opposed to the ten spies, okay? They were confident. In their God. And they were absolutely determined to do his will. Confident in him and determined to do his will. In Numbers chapter 14 verse 9 it says, Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land. Because we will devour them. Remember? Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. They had confidence in their God. The Lord is with us. People who are willing to take risks for God, end up doing great things for the kingdom of God. People who are willing to take risks for God usually end up doing great things for the kingdom of God. I mean, I want you to try to remember something. Who, who you'll end up being tomorrow is often determined on what you are willing to risk today. Who you become tomorrow, you younger ones, remember this, please. Okay. who you you say, here's what I want to be. Here's what I want to be. Here's what I want to be when I grow up. Here's what I want to do when I grow up. I don't care if you're 50 years old or 60 years old or or six years old. Here's what I want to be when I grow up. What you what, who you who you will be tomorrow is is very much determined on what risks you're willing to take for God today. You want to be great for God? You want to be remembered for for being a dynamic follower of Jesus Christ? Then you need to be willing to take risks today so God can help you become that person tomorrow. Caleb and Joshua had confidence. You know what confidence leads to? Courage. Confidence leads to courage. Courage. They tried to encourage the people. OK, they tried to encourage the people to trust God. They got the 10 people. Nya, 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 these negative voices, these these wrong voices, these these terrible voices speaking to people's lives. Caleb and Joshua are trying to be the voice of truth in the lives of the people. Numbers 14, six to eight, it says this. Joshua, son of none. And Caleb, son of Jephunah, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Now, I don't want you to miss something because I love Caleb. Okay, 40 years, they spent 40 years in the desert. Do you know who Caleb picks a fight with as soon as it's ready to go? As soon as as, as soon as that, that, that generation is gone, Caleb and Joshua. OK, as soon as that generation is gone, do you know who Caleb picks a fight with right away. He picks a fight with those giants. OK, up in the hill country, he picks a fight with them. He picks a fight with the very people that the ten spies were terrified of and spread all these terrible rumors about. That's who Caleb goes after. The guy, he's an old man by now. He's not sitting in some rocking chair. Hey you kids, go get those giants. Remember, I told you go get him. No, he's like, hey, wait. I'm going to tell you what he's. This is hey, Joshua, uh, Joshua, fourteen, twelve says, now, now, give me that hill country that the Lord promised me that day. Forty years later, you have heard that then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But I have confidence in my God. Therefore, I have confidence in myself. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out, at just as He said. My guys, we need to listen to the right voice. We need to listen listen to the right voices so that, listen, I'll tell you why. You need to listen to the right voices so that you can face the giants in your own life. Every single one of you has giants in your life. In the past, maybe it's your past. Maybe it's something in your past and it's a giant that is constantly trying to hold you back. In order for you to fulfill what God has called you to do, you need to listen to the right voices. Maybe it's something is staring. It's right in front of you. Maybe that job, that that new business that you want to start, or you want to take that, that 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 moving up in the company, that job, that new title. But you're you're kind of nervous about it. You don't know if you're able to do that. You got to listen to the right voices. Can't listen to those voices of whoever in your past saying you're not good enough. If you were only like, you're never going to amount to anything. Don't listen to those voices. Those are lies from the pit of hell. Don't listen to that. Listen to the voice of truth. Listen to the godly people around you. Ask them what they think. Read the word of God. Let the word of God tell you who you truly are. If I would have listened to the majority in almost every situation in my life, I would have never started Grace Chapel if I listened to the majority. I would have never started back-to-back ministries if I listened to the majority. I would have never started self-sustaining enterprises if I listened to the majority. Here's the reality. I have deep wounds and scars from starting anything i've ever started you know why because a whole bunch of people got me sat me down and just told me how horribly wrong it was for me to do any of those things scars from people's words but the voice of truth according to the song told me a different story right the voice of truth said do not be afraid go forward and i listened to the voice of truth I didn't listen to everyone else. As scarring as they can be, as difficult as that can be, I'm not going to listen. And courage, you know what courage leads to? You, you, you don't listen to those voices. Courage leads to optimism. Optimism is powerful. It is extremely powerful. It, 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 optimism allows you to move forward in your life when the voices of the world are screaming at you to stop where you are. That optimism, that courage leads to that optimism. Can, I can do it. I can do this. Get some people around me, I can do this. It, 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 that optimism will help you do what God has called you to do when the when everyone else around you is screaming at you to stop. Numbers thirteen thirty says this. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Optimism leads to faith. That optimism leads to faith. Caleb and Joshua, Caleb and Joshua had a deep rooted faith in their God. Faith then leads to obedience. Joshua and Caleb followed their God. With all of their hearts, it said they followed God wholeheartedly over and over and over again. The Bible says they follow God wholeheartedly. They follow God wholeheartedly. Numbers 32, 11 and 12 is a good example. But they have not followed me wholeheartedly. Speaking of the others. Not one of those who were 20 years old or more when they came up out of Egypt will see the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not one except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kedonite, and Joshua, son of Nun. For they follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. We need to have a passion. You and I, okay? These are the ones we want to follow. These are the voices we need to listen to. We need to follow God passionately with all in in every area of our lives, with everything that we have, because we know God is living and working through us. We need to ask ourselves this morning as we close off here, you need to ask yourself, I need to ask myself, are we listening to the voices of the 10 or are we listening to the voices of the two? Are we listening to the voices of the world and the music we listen to, and the TV shows that we watch, and the people that we hang around with? Tell us all the things and all the thoughts that we should have, and how we should think about this, and what 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 uh, what um, what we should agree to or not agree to based upon those voices? Are we listening to the voice of truth when it comes to how you're going to run your business? Who are you listening to when it when it comes to when it comes to cheating and lying and stealing and all the choices you need to make, all the decisions that you need to make every single day? What voices are you listening to? Are you listening to the voices of the world? Or are you listening to the voice of truth? Are you listening to the voice of God? Romans 12:1 says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Caleb and Joshua were obedient, and obedience leads to reward. Obedience leads to reward. The voices you listen to will have a profound impact on your life. A profound impact. On who you are, how you live your life, and what you accomplish. So the question is, what if we listen to the wrong voice? What if we listen to the voices in the world instead of the voice of God? Where is it going to lead us? In this case, it led to death. It led to years of frustration. Can you imagine having listened to those ten guys, okay, and then boom, they're dead and gone. But you have to live out the consequences of listening to someone else's voice. I'm sure so many of those people repented. I'm sure they sat there and thought, man, why did we listen to them? We could have been, we could have experienced this, but now we're not going to experience it. What does listening to the roaring voice get you? It gets you misery. You never fulfill your purpose. You live with regret, all this regret, instead of following the voice of truth, instead of following God's voice and fulfilling everything that he has for you. In two weeks, we're going to kick off a new series. We're going to kick off this new series called Hearing God's Voice, because so many of you over the years have said, how, you know, you talk about hearing God's voice. I don't know how to hear God's voice. I'm not sure what that means, or I don't, I'm not sure I ever really heard God's voice. And so we're going to talk about what it means, what it means to hear the voice of God, what it means to listen to the voice of truth. How do we listen to the, the Holy Spirit of God during this series? What I, what I really want to teach you, I want to teach you how to hear from God. I want to teach you, how do you know it's a voice of truth as opposed to another voice? How do you test the spirits when you hear something in your mind? You know it's not your own. You, you, didn't, you just didn't conjure it up. It just some, this thought came into your mind. How do you know that thought is from God or how do you know it's not from the enemy? Those are the things I want to talk about because the question, the question here, my friends, is simple. What if you listen to the wrong voice? I gave you... Biblical foundation for what happens when you listen to the voices of those in the world who do not follow God. Regret, suffering, death, lack of fulfillment in your purpose, your life becomes meaningless. So what do we need to do? We need to listen to the voice of truth so that we can do all that God has called us to do as individuals in your own life. But you know what? As the body of Christ. So that when God calls us to do something, we don't shrink back. We don't shrink back. We move forward knowing that He is the one who called us to do it. And when He calls us, we, when He says jump, we say, how high? But we need to hear His voice. Bow your heads with me. Father God, we want to hear Your voice. We want to make sure that we are following after You. We don't want to listen to the voices of the ten, the world... The doubters, those who have unbelief, a lack of belief, a a little faith. We don't want to be led in that direction. We don't want to miss the blessing. We want to enter the promised land. Whatever you called for us to do, we want to accomplish that. So God, help us to hear your voice, the voice of truth. Help us to surround ourselves with people who know you and know your word and can help us determine what is truth. And what is a lie? We love you. We praise you, Lord God. And we thank you for this time that we can spend together. We pray, dear God, that we would leave this place enthusiastic, which means entheos, God in, that we can see you in every situation in our lives. In theos. we want to see you in every situation. And Lord, we want to know you. We want to hear you. We want to follow you. We want to jump. Because you're a God who is worthy Worthy of our praise and worthy of our lives in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Have a fantastic week.